What's up, guys? Welcome to the Love the Process podcast. We have a really, really good one for you today, um, something that's special for me. Um, we sit down with Jonathan Isaac, Orlando Magic forward. I've been knowing Jonathan for years, um, back when I was training him uh, back in the day, probably five or six years ago. And we talked about that, you know, through working through his pre-draft. We talked about his development and what he really focused on this offseason. We talked about his nutrition, how he put on 20-something pounds. I mean, there are so many gems in this, and I think it's a must-listen to for any Orlando Magic fan, any trainer, and any player that's trying to make it to that level. Um, we discussed how it was you know, guarding his favorite player growing up, KD, You know what it was like going from essentially an unknown, unranked player to a top-10 player in the nation so fast. Um, just so many different things as far as development. You know, what he thinks the player should be focusing on, film, defense, all these different things, his recovery, routines, and we talked about his faith and how important that is for him. So I really think you guys are going to enjoy this episode. Please let me know what you think after. And again, feel free to share with as many people as you can so we can continue to grow this platform and help as many basketball lovers as we can. All right. Excited for you guys. Check this episode out. Love the process. Jonathan Isaac. Let's get it. What's up, guys? So this is a first episode of Love the Process after a brief hiatus. So I got my man with me. Yeah, man, I love I like the process. That yeah. So um, I got my man with me, Jonathan Isaac, Orlando Magic forward, the seven footer himself. Seven footer, <laughs> six ten people. Yeah, I still say six ten. I think I really do think I'm seven now. No, you're dude. You almost hit the fan when you when you walked in. That's not an exaggeration. Um, yeah, so I got him sitting down with me and. Again, we're just going to talk development and kind of, you know, about his process and how he's gotten to where he's at today. So, um, started off, and for those that don't know, I've known Jonathan for, shoot, quite some know, time. Like four or five, five years, five, six, five, six, five, six, I don't five, six, something like I would, that. I would just six, say a long time. Six, six years, six years. Um, yeah, so when I first met you, you was like a... Very skinny. I never forget. Remember that? I never forget. Walking, it, walking it into the gym. You had a wife beater. Uh huh. I never forget. He called me over. He was like, "You trying to get some work in on Monday?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Uh, sure." Yeah. I brought my man Solomon was with me. Yep. So um, I was actually just getting started training. Um, I think I was I was still in college um, at the time. I went to a small school, Ivy Marie University. Jonathan was in high school, mm-hmm. and um, somebody told me he was like, "Yeah, there's like this like six six kid." Like, he could be really good. He's really skinny, but he could be good. And I was like, okay, who is he? And they told me about you. And I went to a game, yeah, and I seen him. And I was like, screw it. It was one of the only times I actually walked up to somebody. Uh-huh. And was like, hey, let's get in the gym. And, uh, yeah, so, Jonathan, tell him about our first session. Because you all, you, I'm going to see if you remember session. the one thing that see, I, I, was, I remember. I remember our first meeting, not the first session so much, but I do remember that. It was tough, man. It was it was hard. It was a grind. I was with Solomon. Yeah. So it made it easier to have two people. <laughs> but I remember being introduced to uh, Chunky Series. Oh! Uh, and uh, that's when that's when you miss a free throw and the key throws the ball to the other side of the court. And you got to run down and grab it and kind of get back to the other side and like two dribbles or something like that. Yeah. But, um... I don't do Chunky Series as much anymore. No, I think I need to bring it back. You know, be trying to be, you're being weak on these kids. I really am. I... See anyone that's that's listening to this right? watching this. You being weak on y'all, but yeah, uh watches this. But yeah, first first session was was great and after that we just, you know, started to develop a relationship and it just took off from there. Yeah. Hey man, time flies. Time right? flies. <laughs> For real. Did you did you I say I ask you your question that when we first started working out, were you like, you know, this kid may have a chance? You don't you don't see he don't remember. I literally the first after the first workout I told you this. Oh yeah, I, don't I asked you, I was like, Yo, you got any offers anywhere? I think did you have Auburn like Providence or something? 
maybe. Or Rhode Island. It was like some really small school. I was like the only thing you I had remember, at the time. I had, I had East Carolina and Arkansas State. Maybe it was Arkansas those two. State. It was like a smaller school, and I remember I was like, I asked you which school you wanted to go to, and you said Texas because you like <laughs> you wanted KD, KD yeah. you wanted KD, and I was like, um, yeah, you're gonna have every school in the country. I was like, if you don't, <laughs> I was like, I guarantee you, you're gonna blow up and you have every school in the country. And I remember, see, I so remember you spoke it I, when I when I said it. You looked at me, it was like, eh, like you ain't, like you didn't really believe me. I was like, I promise you, you're about to blow up. Like, then you blew up. Right. <laughs> so everything happened. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Time flies. So um. For, for the people that don't know, um, just real quick, two minutes and under, tell them a little bit about, you know, kind of your, you know, where you're from, all that type of stuff. Um, I know you're from New York and then went to yep, Naples yep. and all that. So Born in Bronx, New York. I moved to Naples, Florida when I was 10. And a couple years after that, met a key. Um, but the, the journey has been pretty, pretty, pretty simple. You know, I was a, I wasn't hugely, hugely recruited. Out of high school, I got the opportunity to go to IMG for a year, um, and then that blew up for me. I went to Florida State. I worked out pre-draft with a key, got drafted to the Orlando Magic, and I'm uh, going into my third year. Okay, third year. So, um, what's the big thing? I guess you know we're gonna talk a you know a mm-hmm. lot about development, but you know since you do play in the league, I'm sure a lot of Magic fans are gonna probably listen to this. What's the big thing, you know, that you think you learned from your first year league when you know we're going through a lot more injuries and stuff uh-huh. like that to this to this next year? I would say one of the big things is routine. And um your first year in the league, there's so much going on and you don't really have those those set ingrained routines that you see other guys having. Yeah. So you'll be in the weight room, let's say, and you'll look at Vooch and Vooch is doing the same thing every single day before every single practice. He mm-hmm. has his routine down. He has his post-practice routine down. So, like, what what do you mean? Sorry to cut you off, but like, what do you mean by like routine? Like, we're talking about like routine, like stretches, like stretches. Like, oh, okay. Um, you know what shots he's getting up, where he's taking them from, mm-hmm. um, how he goes about his recovery after games. You yeah. know how long he's in the cold tub, what time he goes to sleep, all all types of things like that. And when you're a rookie, a lot of the times you're just going off of the fly and you're learning what kind of works for me. Mm-hmm. But having guys in the locker room that that are like that, that mm-hmm. have their routines, who know you know what they are and what they're doing, um, help to kind of speed up for me and be able to look around and be like, okay, okay, I need to develop a routine for myself. And now going into my third year, I can already see like how much easier it is for me to you know get acclimated to things and um, you know have my routine when I get to the gym. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm eating. I know what time I'm trying to get to bed every night. I know, you know, things oh, like that. Oh, you go to bed? Insane. <laughs> Try to. Yeah. Try. Because <laughs> I know sleep is like a, a huge, huge thing. Huge, People don't take into account, like, especially like, you know, working with kids. Maybe like, oh, I'm trying to get four hours of sleep and I'm on the phone all night yeah. and then go in no, the no, next no. day and can't focus and smoking left-hand layups and all that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's huge. And, um, you know, it's something that the people in the league really stress. Like our, yeah. our trainers... Our massage therapists, they stress to us, get your sleep. Um, because when you're doing work in the weight room, when you're doing stuff in the gym, your sleep is where, you know, you get that, that growth, you get that recovery, that reset for the next day to be able to do it again. So yeah. sleep is hugely important, and it's been something that I've been like, put the phone down, i got to get to bed. Yeah, and uh, that, phone, that phone makes it like, mm-hmm. really tough. So, you know, you said, you know, you were looking at Vooch, I'm sure, you know, some other guys. Like, do you think, like, the presence of having, like, veterans and stuff, like, it, like helped you? Significantly, because I know. I mean, you guys are primarily seems like a, a veteran team. Like I know yeah, a few young guys. But I was I would say that's that's the that may be the biggest thing um, f- 
for a, a young guy's development is having a, a vet um, who is willing to engage, willing yeah. to, um, you know, go out of their way to help them out, to speak life, you know, to, mm-hmm. to them, to their development, to what they're doing. I think that might be the, the biggest difference, um, you know, from a guy being, um, I don't, I don't want to say mediocre, but uh, maybe just having having a, uh, an average rookie season or an uh, average, you know, kind of trajectory of their career. Yeah. To, to, to having a great one, having, you know, older guys on the team, even in the league, to say, you know, you're going to be great, you're going to do fine, you know, take me, take you under my wing, I'm going to teach you how, I'm going to teach you a little bit about money, I'm going to teach you a little yeah, bit about, you know, your per diem, what you do with it, um, how you go about talking to the coaches, how you go about talking to your teammates, you know, how early to be for practice, all, all types of stuff like that, and mm-hmm. the thing is, you don't, you don't know what you don't know. Yeah, and you know sure. a lot of rookies like like me, you you bump your head because you're just like I, I didn't know I didn't know I was supposed to be you know here at that time I didn't know yeah. I wasn't supposed to say that thing you know what I mean mm-hmm. so just having guys who who know the process who know the ins and the outs of the league is a, is a great help yeah for sure for sure so um so you said you know you, you didn't you know we kind of talked about it again you didn't really blow up mm-hmm. I guess per se until was it what was year. It was, was memory. she was like what 20, uh, 2016 2015 2016 yeah, yeah 2017 I got drafted so yeah. one year in college so that's like a very very short yeah amount of time from like you know some people knowing about who you are but you know as far as like a national recognition mm-hmm. you know being you know someone unknown to a, two years later a year and a half later yeah you in a draft and you number six pick overall so it's not even like you know Dude, man, it, it was it was a whirlwind of just like information yeah. So, um, you know, it a, a big thing was about the EYBL. Mm-hmm. So having, um, you know, the top coaches in the league being able to see you play. Um, after coming, coming from, like, USSA, you know, <laughs> going from going from USSA to That's EYBL crazy. is a big jump. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, you know, once that happened, it was just, like, phone call after phone call after meeting with this coach, meeting with that coach. And I'm just like, what is going you know on? I can't, I can't. And then uh, I remember one night, Getting a call from somebody, Kentucky, Calipari's gonna call you tonight. Louisville's gonna call you tonight, and I got I had a call from Pittsburgh, Louisville, and Kentucky all in the same night in a span of like thirty minutes. That's and they're all telling me, you know, you know, you come to the school, you're gonna go to the league, all this stuff, and I'm just like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, a couple of years ago, I was out, just, I had no clue that this was gonna take place. Did you think when you started high school that you was gonna, you know, no, get to the? <laughs> no, no, no. That's 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 a quick answer. No, I oh, ever since I was a kid. I always shied away from telling people that I wanted to be in the NBA just because of like my own self um, kind of belief belief wasn't there yeah so it was always like kind of tiptoeing around you know what what I what I wanted to be mm-hmm. and when even when milestones started to happen like okay you know I'm moving up in the rankings as a high school player yeah. I still would be like you know but it's probably not gonna work out it's probably not gonna happen so you were like almost like hard on yourself like you yeah like you're not even a critic, but just like you'd almost beat yourself up and be down on yourself. A- absolutely, that was that was a huge part, um, and something you know something that's a continual battle of just learning, learning yourself, learning the way you think. Um, you know, for me, it's learning who I am and God that, that gives me, um, you know, the confidence to be to be who I am. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so that 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 was that was definitely a, a struggle for me growing up. But at the same time, it made me work. Yeah, it made it made me work. Was like, <clears throat> man, I, I it's not gonna happen for me. Um, I'm not gonna be great. I'm not gonna be. It made me like, okay, I gotta get in the gym. Yeah. yeah, that's good. So like, when you were coming up, you know, for me, and I'm sure for ninety percent of the people listening out there, 
you know, they didn't necessarily have, um, you know, access to someone that's at your level or NBA player or somebody that made it professional or shoot, I didn't know anybody that played, you know, high, shoot, I didn't know anyone that played Division One basketball yeah. at all. So, like, when you were kind of starting, you know, let's just go from ninth grade year, whatever the case may be, ninth grade year, kind of explain to me and to the people, like, kind of how your developmental process, like, mentally as far as, like, I got to do this to prepare, I got to do this to prepare, like, kind of progressed, you know, let's say from ninth grade to when you start to blow up, did the work level increase because you're like, oh, like, now it's getting serious to college to now in the league, like, you know, did it continually increase or were you always, you know, from that young age, like, just putting in the work every yeah, single day? Yeah, I, I, I would say it was definitely on an upward, you know, incline. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it's just it's just the people around you, like, just coming into different people, coming into to meeting you. Mm-hmm. And you, a kid was a, a big part about, you know, me developing a work ethic because a lot of times he'd be like, you know, let's get in the gym. We got to get in the gym. And when we did work out, they were tough. We were doing, what's that? <laughs> what's that stuff? The, the jumping program, all type of stuff. Like that. <laughs> jump attack. A jump attack. But it's just, yeah. it just, it, it, it showed, it shined a light. And, and really, the proof was in the pudding in terms of me getting better. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay. You know, I'm working really hard and I'm getting better really fast. Yeah. And that that it's like a, it's like a drug. Like I want to get better. I want to get better. Okay. Okay. I got to keep working. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, as I continue to progress, you just you just you just meet new people and, and learn new things. And um, when I I did I did my pre draft with the key, and that was <laughs> oh my gosh, that that I mean oh, that was, that was, that was huge for my development. But um, it was tough, and we we worked out what twice a day. Twice a day. Um, most of the time was twice a day, and uh, it was it, it was it was good, and just uh, you know getting into the league now, and um, having a rough rookie season, mm-hmm. um, you know, starting to come come more into my own this second season, and, and, and looking to push that forward in the third. It's all because of the work. It's all because of you know analyzing myself and kind of being honest with myself in terms of where do I need work, what do I need to do, and how can I best attack that thing yeah. um, to get it to where I want it. So what's like some of the things that, you know, after the season's over now, I'm sure you probably have or will soon, I'm sure you probably have already mm-hmm. looked at, you know, all right, I need to work on these things for next season. So like what's some of the big things that you're working on? And then for like, again, those listeners that, you know, maybe don't have a trainer or, you know, other trainers or the case may be like, how do you decide, like, yeah. all right, I want to work on those things. Um, so you make sure like, you know, you're attacking your off season smart, not just doing random stuff. Yeah, exactly. So the, the biggest thing for me, from the end of the season was my, the first thing that was my body. Yeah, I have to get my body to another level um, with the weight room, with eating, with all types of stuff like that. So that, that, that was the first thing on my mind. Okay, I need to set up a, a weight program to get me to where I need to be. You know, hopefully at the start of next season, I'm around 235 and being able to maintain it throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've done, I've done a good job with that. And then the skill part is just, you know, a, continuing to, to become a more and more consistent shooter from three. Yeah. Um, and then being able to, 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 to make plays off of the dribble, um, to get, get in the shots, get into the rim, coming off pick and rolls, um, just being a more ball-dominant player. Gotcha. And, uh, um, and, and, just, and just shot making. And shot making really you know, pushes everything um, to the next level. When you can make shots, you can, you can get to the rim, you can um, create um, you know, off the dribble and all types of stuff like that. So for kids that, for guys that don't have access to an a key, access to, um, you know, maybe a weight room or something like that. I would, I would just say to just uh, when you're when you're looking at yourself, and I mean, you know yourself. You know, I struggle with I struggle with my ball handling. All you need is a ball, um, yeah. And yourself. Can you repeat too. that one more time? Because, <laughs> dude, 
You have no idea. I got. I'm, I'm a ranter. Like if y'all don't know that now, yes, you will. You, you should learn that about a kid. I, I like to rant. I swear. I, you know, the amount of times I say ball handling, it's like the easiest thing to improve on and the hardest thing, mm-hmm. because it's the easiest thing because you don't need proper form. You know, like a jump shot or something mm-hmm. like that. All you got to do is put in work on it. But it's the hardest thing because it's frustrating as heck. Yeah. So when you continually mess up on a drill over and over and over again, it's very easy to just be like, you know, I'm done with this. I don't want to do it. I want to quit. So just repeat that one more time. For anyone that's in process, fam, please listen to this because I am so tired of ranting after every session about the same thing. All you need, <laughs> all you need is a ball and an idea of, you know, what you want to become. You know, if you look at anybody who is a... Um, a great ball handler, a great player, anybody who is great at anything. Um, it's been the daily, daily grind of messing up, trying mm-hmm. again and trying again to get it right. And um, the more and more you do that, the more times you get it right. And it shows in the, in the players that do it the best. Nah, for sure. I think a lot of times, like with players too, and I don't know if this related to you ever when you were younger. I know it did with me. Like, a lot of times players are scared to mess up. Mm-hmm. So, like, you make mistakes and if you have like insecurities about yourself mm-hmm. or especially like if you're doing a workout let's say with other people you don't want to be the one that's always messing up because then you know you feel almost like an inferiority like they're looking at you like oh he's not uh-huh. that good so it's like oh i'm gonna play it safe and stay in my comfort zone rather than you know get on un- getting uncomfortable and you know pushing myself and i think that's like i mean i'm sure you could attest that like you got to get uncomfortable to yeah get it's, it's um it's, it's human nature it's human nature to to, to <clears throat> always want to look your best and always want to um you know, shy away from looking weak or looking uncomfortable. But there's a quote that just like it. Whenever you know, um, um, let's say I'm shooting in the gym. Whenever I'm working out. Whenever I'm in the weight room and I'm struggling or something like that. There's the there's the quote that says, um, "Ah, now I'm gonna forget the quote." <laughs> but it's, it's, it's it's not the critic who counts. Yeah. It's not the um the person who looks on. Uh, who counts? It's the per, the per, the only person that counts is the person who's doing the work. Who's um, actually I want to I want to pull it up because it's just so dope. But it's something that I think about. Uh, it's the it's the Le, the LeBron kind of pushes it the the man in the arena. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think yeah, I think I've heard that. Let me find it. Got it. So it says. It says it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at its worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who either know who neither know victory nor defeat so that that that's that's a quote that kind of runs through my head all the time um when i'm either struggling when i'm you know when i'm trying to get work on something that i keep messing up on it's not anybody else who's not in the drill with me you know trying to get better with me who who matters and the thing is the same people who you think may um you know, may who may look down on you as as your weakness when you develop. You know, mm. The same people who are going to be praising you for the strength that you have. So oh, that's um, very true. You know, I, I would just say to just continue to. It's, it's it's not even it's not even so much as believing in yourself. It's just believing in what works. Practice works. Practice makes perfect. I made my brother, my little brother. Um, <laughs> we were uh, we were going over Psalms twenty three yesterday, mm. and I had him go through each verse. 
and write down what each verse meant to him. Mm-hmm. And the first page looked like a disaster. <laughs> um, and I said, okay, we made our corrections. We did it again. Mm-hmm. The second page looked a little less like a disaster. And he, and he at, at points in time, he, he didn't want to give me an answer because he thought that the answer was going to be wrong. Yeah. Um, or he didn't want to make corrections because you know it made him look weak in a sense. But mm-hmm. the more we did it four times over, and when you compare the first page to the fourth page, it's a, it's a night and day difference just yeah. because of it. The truth is, practice makes better. Mm-hmm. No, most definitely. I think that's something that you know anyone listening like it applies to more than just basketball. Like you said every, you was every looking single at area of your life. Like, every single area. Like my, my biggest thing is how you do anything until you do everything, mm-hmm. you know. So if you have like kind of that learner's mentality, or whatever the case may be, and you're, not even, I don't even want to say like you're not afraid to make mistakes. I think everybody's to some degree has some fear of you know making Absolutely. some mistakes. Absolutely. And I think if you say you don't, you are either a very unique individual or you probably lying and putting on the front. Um, but you know, well, you're more you're, you're more insecure than the one who's willing to admit it. Oh wow, Jim! That's a, that's a tweet about a bar, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, nah, that's real. Honestly, um, like it's funny because I was actually uh, talking. I was talking about Adrian. Um, we were talking about like you know one of my things like worrying about what other people think of me, and, um, and he was talking about it. And he's like, I don't want you to have that mentality of like the f what everybody thinks about me because mm-hmm. normally the people that say that are the people yeah, that really care. Like you yeah. say that to try high that you yeah. care about it more than anything else. So. No, that's 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 very very true. So tell me a little bit about like kind of day in the life, off season. You know, got anything going on for? I don't know. What you guys probably got mini camp or something? Yeah, so, September so, or something. Yeah, mini camp's not yet. Right now, it's just individual workouts. But um, wake I, up when? What do you? I want I want all the details. Okay, so, so I I have a chef because oh of, shoot, <laughs> I have a chef Man. because because the food thing is so important to to me and just my development. Mm-hmm. So I'm uh. I'm waking up around, um, you know, 7.30. Um, my breakfast is most of the time already prepared. So I get up. Um, my chef will be at the place, and they'll be cooking. I'll eat. I'll head to the gym. What type of food you be getting? I'm, I'm very curious. So uh, I, I, gotta know. I, have, I pretty much have the same thing every every morning. It's just like a, a, big, <laughs> a big omelet, and I rotate pancakes, French toast, waffle, yeah. and then some type of maybe like a grits or potatoes or something like that. Yeah. Um, I have that every morning. I have my vitamins in the morning, um, and then I head to the gym. I go through my uh, my stretching, all that type of stuff, and then I get on the court for about an hour. And then when I'm done with that, I get in the weight room for an hour, and then I eat a lunch at the gym. Um, you know, I go back home. You know, about two hours later, I have another lunch um, at my at, at the house with the with the chef. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then, and then after that, it's pretty much pretty much just chilling, you know. Figure out things to do, you know. On Tuesday and Friday, I got Bible study, so that's where I'm at later in the day. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's just 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 finding stuff to do. And then I, so pretty much overall, and I, and then I have two more dinners at nighttime, um, sp- sp- spaced out by like a couple hours. So I'm getting like what five five six meals a day with a snack and two two like thousand calorie shakes. So I'm, so it's around like. Five six thousand calories a day, and it's made a huge difference. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's like uh, that's very intense. Mm-hmm. Say that much. That's very. But very the, the biggest thing was like I didn't know I could eat this much. Yeah. So when you're just eating three meals a day, and you're like, man, I'm full. But when you introduce those other meals, I'm like, and now now, now I'm like excited about it because I'm like, I did not know like I yeah. could eat this much food. And now that I'm putting it away, it's like 
and I see the results, it's been huge. Yeah, so you said you was, what, 209 to end the season? 209 to end the season, and I'm about 230 right now. It was 230 yesterday morning. Yeah, that's that's a significant difference, 20-something mm-hmm. pounds. And it's only been, like, what, two months? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's going to be big. I think that'll be huge for you. Like, yeah. Just change like. I think that honestly, like you said, that that was your number one focus. Like that'll change your game more. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you're gonna get better skill wise. But if you didn't get any better skill wise, exactly. and you added twenty something pounds, exactly. you're still a completely different exactly. player. So not as big. Um, one of the big things, you know, I actually uh, use you as a prime example. Sometimes I show film to you know some of the guys that are a little bit more dedicated mm-hmm. um, that I train and everything. Is your motor like how? Mm. Like why do you play like? Because I'm sure you, you know, there's other guys in the league or whatever, you know, it seems almost as if they're like content, you know what I'm saying, with uh-huh. just being in the league. They got the money, they got all that comes with it, and they go out there, and it kind of looks like they do enough to get by, they yeah. go through the motions. Like, why do you, you know what I'm saying, play with such a motor? Because I feel like, honestly, God, like, that's a skill nowadays that it very really, few it people really, have. It like, really is. When you, look at, when you look at a guy like Siakam, you know, most improved player, the biggest thing about him is how hard he plays. Yeah. He plays harder than, you know, a lot of guys that are on the court five, ten points of his of his game or like transition just mm-hmm. running harder than everybody else. But um for me I really couldn't give you, you know, uh uh maybe like a singular thing, like, you know, this is why I do it because, you know, I just wanna be great. I'd say I just wanna win. Um and um that's been something for me that's that's helped me win and helped me you know get on teams and start and um it's just like you know how hard you play and it's kind of, it, i, I want to say it kind of comes natural to me i would say did you always have that yeah like, so like it was, it was like even in high school not being as you know talented as everybody else I, I was always somebody that that ran hard that played hard that really liked defense you know getting stops yeah see um, that's that's another rare thing yeah so that that that's that's what it's been for me um in the league now and just and just seeing that it works yeah. you know guys who who are just like who take you know who take matchups really seriously who take you know just playing hard just make just making things happen those guys are really appreciated by their teams and a lot of times they make they make the money they, they make I money know. that they wouldn't make um that they wouldn't make otherwise you know guys who can't really score but they're on a team because they mm. bring energy they bring you know momentum changing plays nah for real I look at like a again like just no disrespect. I look like a Corey Brewer or like a PJ yeah. Tucker, like dudes like PJ, that. That PJ like PJ Tucker. He's like, he how, t- how tall is he? Like really? Because he looks like he's like, like six, six eight. He's six eight, something like that. I don't, I, I don't know. Like I'm like looking at him, like yo, he gets so many offensive rebounds, like all, in, in all, all his defense, does. like he he, he plays sh- his role. He, he shoots starting corner, role. Three, corner threes. Corner threes. <laughs> he has one trademark. He shoots corner threes, and you don't take him off the floor because he's gonna you know guard the best player and he's gonna yeah. give it what he what he's got. So is that there's something so guys like that? There's, I think there's a, there's a guy like that on every team. Yeah. Who's who's who who doesn't have a clear cut offensive role for the team to go score points, but makes a huge difference when he's on the floor. Yeah. I, I tell I tell like players that's coming up all the time. I'm like, man, if you could just, like, yeah, we're gonna work on all the moves. And we're gonna do Kyrie steps and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. But if you can just hit a corner three and play with a crazy motor and guard, you can get paid. What's up, guys? Brief intermission, but I wanted to tell you guys, if you are really digging this podcast, please drop a five-star review. Again, our goal is we want to help as many players, aspiring trainers, aspiring coaches as possible. And we know this information will be greatly beneficial to them. However, we can't do it alone. We need your guys' help. So again, dropping a five-star review would be huge for us so that more people can find out about the podcast and learn something that will help them in life. 
So please share, subscribe, like, follow us on our social at Aki Dean. And again, drop a five-star review to show some love. Appreciate you guys. Now back to the podcast. What I was going to ask is, do you work on your defense? Like, is that something like you like actively can like prepare for? Because you know, when I'm doing sessions, we'll do like some defensive stuff. And when I you know do practice with my younger teams, whatever, we'll, like we'll go over a lot of concepts and stuff like that. But you know, for you as an individual, like, and you know, as far as just getting better, like, do you work on your defense? Like, as far as like maybe a drill, or maybe as a skill, or do you work on it as like watching film or preparing? Like, how do you how do you yeah, approach I mean, it? Because like I tell, I think. I've told you this multiple times. Like, I think you're going to be defensive player of the year mm-hmm. multiple times before your career is over. So, like, how do you work on that and get better? Um, believe it or not, we work on defense every single day in in, in the league. When mm-hmm. it comes to we, we we run defensive drills every practice, and um, there's 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 something to be said about you know the individual defensive player. Mm-hmm. But even when you when you as an individual player understand your coach's defensive scheme mm-hmm. and what he wants and um. It, it it changes the game. Yeah, it changes the game um, for everybody on the floor. You know, you have you have guys, um, let's say Shane Battier, mm-hmm. um, all types of guys like that who aren't, um, you know, maybe um, the the most gifted individual defenders out there, but they understand defensive schemes. They understand um, what it is that their coach wants them to do. They know where guys are supposed to be on the floor. But yeah, just the uh, work working on my individual defense. Yeah, comes with. Um, understanding the team defense mm-hmm. so um you know i'm a better individual defender when i understand our team defense when i understand where guys are supposed to be when i understand you know the the reads that our coach wants to make likes mm-hmm. to make um things like that i got you what um as far as like defense like who's like some dudes that like you look at them like you know like i like i want to kind of model because it's crazy like even saying this like i want to model my game defensively after them or like i like the way they play defense or you no, know, I feel like I can kind of influence the game on the on the other side of the ball like that. Because um, again, like I, I want to really talk about this because I just think it's so like yeah. it's so undervalued in like youth basketball culture now. Like yeah, I mean uh, Kawhi Kawhi's a great defender. Yeah. Um, you know when you talk about perimeter defense, um, guys on our team, AG um, is, is 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 a good defender. West is a great defender. I think West had, um, I think the top. One of the top top five percentage um, mm-hmm. for you know stops in the league. Oh, I can't wait. That's um, the next question. You just gave me some some good ammo. Keep yeah, going, at, you know, as a as, as a rotation player, but um, yeah, there, there, there's a bunch of guys in the league. I think the, the the biggest thing that I look for is just guys who want to play defense. Yeah, you know, the, there's you know, there's a lot to be said about um, you know NBA basketball, and they talk about you know offensive offense wins games, defense mm-hmm. wins championships, and it's true. You know, teams that that can come together and understand the scheme and put it to put it in into motion and get it done they, they are they are tough to beat yeah um, even when they don't have the same uh offensive firepower no for sure so one thing you said and kind of segue to a question because i've been having this debate with a lot of people like how do you feel about the mid-range Ooh, be real like i don't want, i don't want like the i don't want like uh, the oh like whole coach don't hear this and yeah no i, I think i think uh i think analytics play a part in our league yeah um but you know, at the end of the day, basketball is basketball, and mm-hmm. if you can, if you can, if you can knock it down, if you can, if you can hit shots um, at a level that makes sense, yeah. you know, that helps your team win, then I, then I, then I'm not against it. If you look at Kawhi in the playoffs, That's, the amount of uh, you know pull up jump shots off the dribble, jump shots that he took and made, mm-hmm. um, you know, speaks for itself. Yeah, I feel like depending on what type of player you are, 
But if, if you're going to be a dude, like you said, you want to do things, you want to work on a shot create mm-hmm. and stuff like that, I feel like you have to have a mid-range. You have to have a mid-range. You have, like, if you're a P.J. Tucker who's sitting in the corner majority of the time on mm-hmm. offense, yeah, you might not have to have it because that's not going to be your role. He doesn't need and to create, at this you know, stage in his career, mm-hmm. he's not going to you know completely, even though Brooke Lopez became mm-hmm. freaking best shooter in the world out of nowhere. Right. But, you know, what I'm saying, you know, it's, that's not his role. But I don't know. Like, I, I just feel like there's, like, so much back and forth and, like, it's almost viewed so negatively, like mid range. When it's like, yo, if you're open, it's a, it's literally a free throw. Yeah, if you yeah. Make I mean, eighty percent from the line. It's it's just because of the the, I want to say just an, just analyzing the league and the mm-hmm. way we score points. The majority of it is layups and three pointers. Yeah, and, um, you know those are the most, uh, uh, I think percentage wise, um, the best shots to take. You know, yeah. after a free throw, free throws the the highest percentage of makes in the league. And our coach mm-hmm. talks about it. Um, and then it's layups and then it's three pointers. So the the mid range does get phased out a bit because it is a tough shot. Because a mm-hmm. lot of times you shoot mid range and moving. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So this is going to be like a more, I guess, like a light harder question. Who was your favorite player coming into the league? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you who your favorite player is now because <laughs> I don't. We're not going to do that. But who was your favorite player coming into the league? And kind of like, what was that experience like when you went up against them the first time? Was it like a all like? Yeah, like I mean, all moment or my favorite player has always been KD, um, and getting a chance to guard him was was, was crazy. It's just it's just a, I, I I don't want to sell out right now. How much did he have on you? He had like I think it was like forty. <laughs> but but in my it wasn't all on me. It no, it wasn't. Was, I watched but, the game. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't. But no, he uh, he he he, he KD. The end of the day, you can't you can't do anything if you if you. Because I actually watched that film like extensively that game because I know yeah, I knew he, KD was your he, guy. He, he did his thing. But no, it, um, you know, getting the chance to guard him was, was great. Um, you know, several times during the game, I'm just like, yo, like, I'm guarding KD, like, yeah. I'm touching him right now. You know <laughs> what I mean? And that sounds crazy, but you know, that's 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 what it is when you, when you, when you're a kid and you and you you admire this player and you know what he brings to the game, and then you know, next thing you know, you're, you're standing next to him guarding him, and he's guarding you. Yeah. Um, so I got to score on him too. So hey, that's a big. As long as you go back at it, that's a big thing. But nah, KD, KD gonna score. I think he had. Fifty something when they play the Raptors on Kawhi in the regular season, mm. so it's it's not yeah. just you. It's he scored a million on me, literally <laughs> a million. Nah, I lock that up. But um, so you know you, you talked about you know kind of KD and everything like that. Um, you know being your favorite player and type of stuff. Do you watch film of other dudes in the off season? So now it's off season. Do you watch dudes like hey I like kind of like that from his game? I can implement that, or is it like I don't really care about any of them other guys? I'm only focused on me. And you know what, I can do to get better. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely. I think I think any player that doesn't do that, you know, is is isn't is harming themselves. Yeah. So there's you know there's guys in the league who do things better than you do, mm-hmm. and are just are just different players. Everybody's unique, and and, and got like I said, guys guys have things um, that if you want to become a complete player, mm-hmm. um, you can implement into your own game. So watching film on KD, watching film on Paul George, Siakam even with his jump hooks. Um, I feel like, like he's like patented yeah. so far in, in, in his game. Just just being able to get over his left shoulder and, and, and um you know hit them little hook shots has been something that I've watched mm. for myself. So um yeah, there's, there's guys all over the league that, that do things differently. Not even in your same position. Just the you know how a guy creates space. Yeah, you know, James Harden, how he you know gets guys um off balance all type of stuff. His like angles that. are crazy, dude. Like I mean, you you'll be able to tell me better than I know. But like from film, we only got one you know, angle that we're looking at. Yeah. But it literally looks like when James Harden's attacking, like, he literally drives directly at your head. Mm-hmm. Like, and you either are going 
get a blocking foul or you're gonna open up. Yeah, I, I think I only guarded him like twice. I I got two stops, but yeah, <laughs> that's close to me. Bro. You only foul uh, foul at all? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh-huh. I only got to guard him twice though. Yeah. So a small sample size. Yeah. So just a few more questions. Um, one, what is kind of the difference of high school to college, college to the league? Um, because you know we got a bunch of people, a bunch of trainers, a bunch of you know coaches, a bunch of players that's probably gonna listen to this, and you know everybody's got goals. Majority of people got goals to get into the league one mm-hmm. day. Um, but what's just like kind of the difference? Not just of obviously we know everyone's better, yeah. but you know everyone's bigger. Like it's the speed of the game got differences at all, just stuff like that. Yeah, I mean there's 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 huge game differences, you know, speed, um, physicality, all types of stuff like that. But you, you you grow into that as you as you get there. Yeah. I would say the the bigger things are the personal stuff. The the time management that changes when you when you don't have a you know, a parent or a college coach pretty much dictating what you're supposed to do. Um, so when you came into the league, sorry to cut you off, like, do they have like somebody that kinda like I don't want to say watches over you, you know what I'm saying? But you come in the league, what, you're 19 years old? Yeah. You're getting paid millions of dollars. Like, how does that? Yeah, they, they, they try to um, to, the, to the best of their ability, to the best of their, and I think, I think it's a good thing that they do. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's just not. Um, yeah. I don't want to say it's not enough, but it's not It's not what it, what college is. Yeah. You know, to where, you know, they know where you're staying. They know, you know, when you're getting in. They, can, mm-hmm. they got people coming around to check curfew, all types mm-hmm. of stuff like that. So, um. You know, when you're an adult and you're, you got to start thinking about credit and all types of stuff <laughs> like that. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's just it's just different facets and time management is a huge thing. Um, and I say another thing is just about, you know, the the, the person that you are. Mm-hmm. And I think um, with basketball, we, we, we do to a certain extent focus too much on, 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 on just the player mm-hmm. um, and how important being a likable person yeah. when you get to these teams and get on a college campus and when you're leaving – Having people be able to say he's a good guy, he's a good mm-hmm. dude, um, kind guy, you know, knows how to you know carry himself. Yeah. When when college, when NBA scouts, you know, get onto your campus, or college coaches go through your high school, high school, and can talk to teachers and you can talk to people, and they say he is a stand up guy, stand up girl. Hey, shout out to inside joke. Shout out to Charlie, stand up guy. It's like his <laughs> number one phrase. Yeah, so, I mean, so yeah, that's 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 a that's a big part of it. Um, yeah. I got you. That, no, that makes sense. Like I. And everything, speculation, and you know, media you know, says a lot of things. But there's some dudes that I think probably would have got drafted a lot higher this this draft. But there were apparently some big character issues. Yeah. So, I mean, that now that makes a big difference because again, it's more than just basketball. So we got that. You know, kind of the big difference in school. The other thing that kind of segue what you were saying. Like, how do you, how did you handle like, and, and not even just from you know, getting to the league, because we know that's a huge jump. Um, but, like, even just, like, from, you know, being an average or, you know, above average, but not a, you know, crazy known high school dude, you know, from the beginning of your high school career to, like, now you top ten in the nation. Mm-hmm. Now you on mock drafts. Like, is it tough? Because I know a lot of people probably change around you and stuff like that. And I know a lot of people go through that, and it's like, you know, from being around, you know, some guys that have – made that jump it seems like it's a big adjustment it yeah. can be a lot of pressure and i think a lot of times like dudes try and write it off like it's not but it's really a mess because i again just being around a yeah, lot of yeah, guys yeah, it's, yeah. it's yeah, you're right it seems like it's like to me it looks like it kind of like almost eats away at dudes you know and they just again they put on a mask they try and act like you know everything's cool you know you got a bunch of instagram likes that type of stuff but it seems like deep down it could be it could be
you done with that, but yeah, no, I, I think every 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 player, um, every NBA player, every. significance finding your purpose finding um all that in that mm -hmm. you know i can always go back to that you know and find peace and, and find reassurance in, in who i am and, and how did that journey kind of, you know, when did that journey get started, um, you know, with you coming to Christ? Because we, you know, anyone that follows you knows that's a, you know, yeah. the, the main part of your life. It was a journey, um, it was a journey man. And you're, yeah. and, and, and you're a part of it. Amber's a part of it. Um, I remember, I mean, I, I grew up in church when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, having people around you, you know. Everybody, you know, for, for somebody who grew up, you know, in church when they were younger, mm -hmm. you know, there comes a point in time where you have to make a decision for yourself. Yeah. And um, it's easy to ride out on that, you know, your parents' faith mm -hmm. um, and all that. But once you get into the into the world, like school and college and all type of stuff like that, um, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough to hold on to when it's not something that you, for yourself, believe mm -hmm. and affirm. And, um, you know, getting to college and high school, I, I, I remember times where... Um, you would want to do a Bible study. <laughs> and Keith's like, man, let's you know, let's just sit down and do a Bible study. I'm like, man, come on, man, you're uh, my trainer, I'll, man. I'll never forget. <laughs> I, when it was a pre-draft, and we was at like one of the FSU cafeterias. I'll never forget, man. It was me, you, and Amber. We were sitting down eating. And I was like, hey, like, you want to do a Bible study? And you're like, man, I, I don't really read the Bible like that. <laughs> and I was like, all right, man, if you ever want to do it, let me know. You're like, all right. That was it. Like you, you was like. Once I said that, you was like, "Oh my god, yeah, it's, like, it's <laughs> over. It's over, man." So, uh, so yeah. But um, you know, those things, those things are seeds, mm -hmm. and those things now, you know, I can look back on it, you know, and thank God for it, that I had people who planted seeds and, um, you know, showed me the love of Christ and wanted to, you know, see me grow and, and even just just speak life. Yeah. Um, you know, having people, you know, to tell you that that you're going to be great. Um. You know, and that God has great things in store for you. A lot of the times, really, really, really helps people, and you don't really know it, but you're planting a seed, and God later brings the increase. Yeah. But for me, um, yeah, I was, I was saying, grew up in church, um, you know, really, when I got into the league, you know, I had that 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 point in time where it, it would, I had to make a decision for myself. Like, I want, I want Jesus to be Lord of my life. I want, um, you know, to honor Him and what I do and, and who I am, mm -hmm. and believe that. You know, God raised them from the dead, and that and that my sins are forgiven, and you know I've been you know reconciled to the Father and all that. Um, yeah, and I've been I've been on a journey. I've been on a journey <laughs> with with that ever since. It continued to grow in my faith and understanding of who God is and who I am. You mm -hmm. know, every day. How was that like? How was that in the league? Because and what I mean by how was that in the league? Does it? I'm sure it does, but does it get hard? Because you know you're in a position that so few people mm. you know are in where you know it's like obviously gospel's denying yourself mm. and you're in a position where you know you don't have to you never have to but mm -hmm. you know you definitely don't have to deny yourself you know with you know fame you got fortune mm. and all that type of stuff so does it does it get hard and does it get hard you know i don't know you know the background of your team or anything like that or you know your coaching staff or anything like that but does it get lonely sometimes as well and how do you keep going you said good people um 
you know, but are there, you know, I know you, you got a great, you know, church family here yeah, and everything, yeah. you know, so there's like really big influences, you know, with your position because you know, you're not the, I hate to say it, but you're not the average person, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They just, you know, I go to church, I go back and, and I go to work my nine to five. You have so much more access to, yeah. to different things that. I would say um, it, it's tough, but, um, you know, understanding that, you know, everybody's their own person. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to live my life just like somebody else has to live their life. Yeah. And they get to choose how they want to live their life. I get to choose how I want to live mine. Um, you know, I choose my, I choose to live, you know, live by the, the word of God and try my best to continue to, to, um, you know, to honor Jesus with my life. And, mm-hmm. and that, that's what I choose and, and that's how I move and that's what I do. Um, and um, try not, not to, um, I want to maybe let that, you know, clash with other people. Like I said, you, you got to live your life. I got to live mine. I, I think that's important too. Cause I think like, God yeah, knows this is a development podcast, but this is, this is something that's real to me and it's real to you. Like, I think sometimes like people almost get the impression. I know I did before I became a Christian, like mm-hmm. that it's almost like weird, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, you can't like have a relationship with other people that don't Yeah, no, but, like, no. like that those misconceptions and everything mm-hmm. like that. So no, I mean, I, I agree hundred percent. Like, you know, you, live how you want to live yeah. I live how I want to live and if I can help you obviously then I'm going to do so but not not pushing it on people but at the same time not like going back on what you believe yeah, listen, for other people <laughs> I was I would say um, I, I, had, I had tweeted something just a little, a little while ago just about um, maybe maybe just the, 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 the kind of taboo of, of, of Jesus and the dog um, right when the dog speaks but uh, uh We'll, 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 we'll repeat that taboo part. Hey, shut up! Not you, Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, just the, the the taboo kind of 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 being a Christian, being able to say, you know, I'm not I'm not gonna do that, or I don't want to do that because of because of Jesus, and there's almost like an uncomfortability mm-hmm. um, in that. But it's like, just like I say, you somebody has to. You gotta live your life, and I gotta live mine. I, 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 I. I pursue and aim to live mine mm-hmm. you know um honoring god honoring jesus who i believe to save me um and i have to do that and you know that that, that doesn't infringe on you and, and you know what you believe and you may not believe at all that you know that doesn't infringe on me um but i do think there's a there's an awkwardness that you know in my opinion shouldn't be there um yeah. because people have to live their own lives no nah, for sure all right now i appreciate it i got one last question and then we'll you know we'll wrap it up um coolest moment in the league so far and we'll go hardest first hardest moment in the league so far coolest moment in the league so far hardest moment in the league so far was um was getting hurt my my rookie year yeah and uh, um most people be like it should have been losing in the book book." (laughs) but the hardest part was was getting hurt my rookie year about to get some tweets at you now yeah right but it, it was it was tough man it was tough um to just you know to kind of find myself in that place and, and, mm-hmm. I, and I thank God for, for my church and my church family who um, helped get me through that process my family um, you know who I who I had to, to lean back on and believe mm-hmm. um, believe with and you know have people speak life and, and tell me that everything was going to be um, everything was going to be okay and that was, that was a huge difference for me and now and now you know contributing and you know kind of coming into my own and people saying you know Jonathan's going to be this and Jonathan's going to be that mm-hmm. you know I can look back to that time, even though it wasn't myself, it might it might be my coolest time too. But yeah. um, that 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 was tough for me. That 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 patch of um, you know own you know personal insecurities and feeling like man, like 
you know, I'm not I'm not playing. Uh, it's been like 50 games. It's yeah. like, goodness gracious. Um, but you know, it all it all worked out for the better. And I say the coolest was was being in the playoffs, being in the playoffs and winning. Is it really that much different? That, it's so it's so different, man. It's so it's so crazy. Um, just the, the atmosphere, you know, being able to do that in Orlando when it hasn't been seven years, it's just, it's just, you can't ask. Yeah, that's, that is true. That. Um, just the support of the fans and um, how live it was for the city. So, yeah, coolest time being in the playoffs, being able to win a game against, you know, the champions. Mm-hmm. Wish it could have went, you know, longer and farther, but you know, we played hard and, and, and gave it up a shot. Yeah, well, Steph, man. Well, I appreciate you. Um, coming on again this is the first episode since about a year hiatus so this is this is <laughs> I, i've been slacking but this is big man um uh, pvb fam original you know it's PVB crazy fam original you know this yes, is crazy sir. too you was actually one of the first people like i trained like probably about 10 people in my life ever mm. before you that's crazy I was trash when I trained you. I look back at some stuff I'm like, man, I was garbage. Like, hey, but it's all it's all growth, man. So again, I appreciate it. Come a long way. It's cool to see. Um, I gotta share one small thing because I don't know why I just thought it when you was talking. I was like, yo, you really like, you like you speak like eloquently, dude. Like, like yo, you speak so much better. So I gotta sell out real quick because I just remember I, when uh. You had like a Nike hoop summit. What was that thing you used to do when you got nervous? It was like a like a yeah, with my like neck. a tick. Like, <laughs> what do you mean? Talking? <laughs> like, I remember that man. You came a long way. I used to do so. that so much when I I used to. Um, that's you're so right. That's you're what so I, I was right. just like when he was talking. I was like, yo, like this is a long way. I remember he used to do something like, like yeah, little, that's like, exactly what I did. I remember in TV in interview, I'd be like, yeah, you know, <laughs> 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 what are you doing? Just nervous. Oh, get out! I, I, I thank God for that. <laughs> oh man, yeah man. So again, I appreciate you um, coming on, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll link. Not that anyone needs it. I feel like a lame saying this because you know you're in the league, but I'll link all your social media in case nobody, yes, you know, cool. some people haven't heard of you and everything <laughs> like that. So again, appreciate you, bro. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me on. No problem. Y'all man. listening, um, young kids who you know who need a trainer that's going to invest in you. We're gonna speak life into you and in, in your dreams, and not just as a basketball player, but as a person. Hit up my man, the key, um, and let's work. I appreciate it, man. All right, this again, love the process. Episode three, officially. Episode one from a hiatus. Uh, checking out with Jonathan Isaac, Orlando Magic forward, class of 2016, top 10 pick, FSU Peace. alum, Peace. all that other crap. So, catch y'all later. <laughs>